0: No part of this lecture may be reproduced in any form, even for personal use. A true will be satisfied with that little? A little is important, of course. The person will say, I'm going to sleep for the purpose of Lashem Shemaya. It's very little because he doesn't really mean it. But that little bit is a big achievement however he shouldn't think that that's all there is to do so he should continue more and more to think I'm going to sleep to serve Hashem until finally it comes into his mind that he actually does have at least part of that intention will <laughs> not be satisfied to take silver that's mixed with dross and coarse metal Dina veda the a service of Hashem, that's mixed with not the proper intention. Only if it's completely pure and proper for the service of Hashem. The oath and then he does it in that manner. Of course, that's for people who have succeeded. is called Mitzvah He does a mitzvah as it was commanded to do you know says about that I'll never hear any bad news that's how great is the reward now for people who purify their minds as much as it's possible for people to do do things for the name of the one who made them speak and give and we have to know that it's not easy to talk to Shem shama, Because Torah is a great prestige, no question about it. Even a person who can say a pussy or a Maimar hazal is to him a simchat. It's a prestige, it's like a badge of honor. Anybody who can say a piece of gemara, he feels greatly successful. How so it is. And therefore, and the truth is, he is greatly successful. But when it comes to the attitude of doing it the Shem Shemayam, that's a different story. That's so simple. The man labors on it, he could attain it, but he's telling it now how necessary it is, and don't think it's a superfluous thing. It's important to make sure that this has nothing to do with the subject of Tzri Lovikavone. It's not a matter of purity. Because Tzri is the elementary idea of children otherwise not cold filler so cold feeler the very carbon arm is not cold thriller. so you see how far away we are we have to start doing the thing at least once we do the thing then we can start adding carbon. but if you don't think what you're saying you're not beginning and even though i'll keep let's say you're in the first broch of shamanes and the rest you said without thinking you're yes this means that those is not going to force you to say Shmonesa again, is it. Didn't. But it doesn't mean that you made a filler. no, it's not called thriller. So therefore, the idea of training oneself to keep your mind that what you're saying is a separate story, it has nothing to do with this. Here we're talking about people who are doing what the thing is that has to be done, the act is a proper act. only dealing with the intention, why well, is let's say, a person done with Kavanah, because he enjoys the achievement, he said, look who I am, I'm superior to others, he is superior, I kept my mind on the shoulders from the beginning to the end, that's a big achievement, and he's patting himself on the shoulder is happy, and he deserves to be happy, and still, if he's doing it because he wants to serve Hashem, but well, he thinks, I called this brother who did so much for him, so how could he do it otherwise to Hashem? That's already a different story. As a man is purifying his thoughts of other intentions, he wishes to point out the great value of this Madrege of Tahara. We might think since it's only in a special embellishment on our service of Hashem. But in general, we are able to serve Hashem without this perfection of mine. So it's very good. But who said it's such an important achievement? It's like putting on one more diamond in a person's uh, jewelry. So he says, not so. Who? Ma'ashor Bechler, this is what those who serve Hashem with a whole mind, whole heart, they choose this way. If somebody did not join to Akkad with a true love, the purifying of service in this manner will be to him a bother and a heavy burden. That's just a simple matter. And the achievement of this is the result of a certain amount of labor. Of course, people will say, who is able to tolerate such a burden? We're just material persons. We're born of a woman, not born of angels. We can't arrive at such a refinement and a purification. And therefore, even good people will balk, will be unwilling to undertake such a proposal to purify their minds and to think in terms of the Shem Sharmayim and love of Hashem and His service. Om what? Hashem. Those who love Hashem and those who desire His service. Their heart rejoices at the opportunity to demonstrate the truthfulness of the love of Hashem and to exert themselves more in refinement and purifying themselves here's a chance for a person who really loves Hashem to demonstrate to himself and to Hashem that he is the one who is exceptional Umashashim, though he's concluded. He himself concluded, and your servant loves that. What well, he said, your service is very much to be refined. There's much work to be done. And it asks what well, your servant loves that. The more difficult it is, the more I prefer to engage in it in order to gain more favor in your eyes. The first step here. Now, the following paragraph is an exceptional paragraph. It's worth yeah. noting this by itself. You're writing it down. He's going to tell us that the truly great people are not those who do exceptional things. They look like anyone else, and in most of their forms of service, they pray, they do mitzvahs, like most people do, most Jews to. What is the criterion of greatness, he tells us? The criterion of greatness is how much their heart is devoted to Hashem. When the time comes, to give it to the doctor. So each person, let's say, passes by and drops into this lucky box a dollar or something. This man also drops in a dollar. Doesn't drop in a hundred dollars. But that dollar is accompanied with a moshabbat. I'm doing this to serve Hashem. That thought alone makes my head taller than anybody else. Not everybody's doing it because they're Jews. They have a conscience. And they feel obligated to give tzedakah. But the man who is aware at the time of doing it, why is doing it? And he's thinking, I'm doing this HaKodosh Baruch Hu because I love you. You've done so much for me, I really should give away everything for you. And this dollar is just a little token of my great devotion to find favor in your eyes. To find favor in Hashem's eyes by thinking about him. That's the criterion of greatness. Now pay attention to the following words. He tells us Avraham became great not because he wanted to sacrifice his son Yitzhak. that Amal became great not because anything you will think about that he conquered Jewish alliance and he built uh, up the Jewish nation, no. The greatness of the great man is something that cannot be seen. It's inside of their minds, inside. This is the test, the criterion, that
1: those of Hashem
0: are separated out and classified according to their degrees. What's the test? The test is not in the kind of things they do, but in the thoughts that they have when they do it. are the the one who knows how to purify his mind more, means his thoughts more. Who has He's the one who comes closer to Hashem. The is yes, and he's the one who's more beloved to Hashem. So let's say, you don't stand... A shmones seven hours. In any case, there are people who sit seven hours shmones. I know it's such a case. In the Babashviy Yeshiva in Europe, was a man who every day stood seven hours Shmanes. They think they cannot say it, deny it. But that doesn't make a person great. The greatness is how much is your mind dedicated to Hashem. Did you learn how to love Hashem? Now most people never even bother learning that. They'll so learn how to love Hashem. It's not easy. You can love, let's say, your brother, maybe. You can love your fellow man, maybe. But to love, I call this boy, when you don't see his face, not easy. And people who learn a certain feeling of affection for Hashem, not like an uncle in the Bronx. He loves Hashem like he's standing before his father, the king. These people are the ones who have become truly great in the eyes of Hashem. These are the great men of old. Asher Borazim now or buried. Or old men who were in the world, another way. These are those who are the ancient days of the world. These were the great men. Who are the great men? Asher bin They became great. And they won in this matter. How? By purifying their hearts to For all this, Ushohar and all the other leaders like Mesha Rabbeinu and others, Asha Tiharu Asnibam Rapana, they purify their heart before him. Now purifying your heart is a term easy to say, but it's not easy to explain and more difficult to acquire. Purifying your heart means that your mind is concentrated on our Kodesh Mara. You're aware of him, you know that he's looking at you, you know that he loves you. You know, he has done so much for you.
1: He has created you.
0: He has kept you healthy. He has supplied you with necessities. You're so much in love with him. All the things that he did for you, and as life goes on, so he does more and more. But every day is an additional happiness to you. You're so much full of love. You sing to him all your life. Walking the street, you sing to him. Sitting house, you sing again. Nobody hears you, but your heart is singing all the time in gratitude and love to Hashem. And that person becomes intoxicated with his love for Hashem. And that is an unseen greatness, this invisible greatness. That is what made Avraham great. Now you might say, what about Abraham's heroic deeds? He did heroic deeds, too. There's no question about it. Exceptional deeds. But it was not his deeds. That's a fidditch of this sater. It was not Avraham's running out in the hot sun and prostrating himself on the ground to welcome wayfarers and to beg them to partake of his hospitality. Well, it was a great deed.
1: Avom did many great
0: deeds. It was Avom's preaching to thousands of people about Hashem and spreading the knowledge of the Creator everywhere, even that matter. Avom's greatness was invisible. It's in his mind. And that, he said, that's the criterion of great people. let i here. You should remember that's not a simple subject because when a man loves Hashem, he loves Hashem's people. Like God loves his people more than anything else in the whole universe. And therefore, you love me, Sarah Hashem, you love my people. When a man loves the Jewish people with a fiery love, not like the patriotism of the nation. This is a special love because of God. He loves the Jewish people. He loves Jews. And he hopes to see happiness in Jews. And he's joyous when he sees Jews succeed. He enjoys the simchus of other Jews. He's so sad and so happens, unfortunately, to somebody. This man is living with the thoughts of Hashem. Included in this, he thinks about our great past, which testifies what Hashem did. He remembers our great history. The great man, that's how he came the heroes of our nation, he remembers. That's part of this thought of thinking about Hashem. He remembers the miracles that Hashem did. from and Yiflo Yisrael remembers the wonders that he did all the history that he can recall about Hashem and he looks for Hashem's footsteps in nature he sees the wonders of nature plan and purpose wherever he turns there's no end to this search for Hashem looking in nature like the famous of explains in Shara wherever he turns he sees how is it that the fruits grow out of the earth with such beautiful colors and beautiful taste and with a beautiful peel and with seeds inside in order to spit them out after they finish eating, they'll reproduce another generation of food, miracles upon miracles. And so when a man learns to think, the that Hashem wants him to think, that man is the one that's truly great. That's the criteria. Who? Masha'i David Masir Shlimah. That's what David admonished his son Shlomo. He holds the voice Hashem. Hashem inquires in the minds. Behold Yesha and understands every inclination of the thoughts. Now, if it was only deeds that I call his brother wanted, didn't have look into their minds, it looks at their deeds. No. The deeds are certainly good, certainly important, no question about it. But the greatness of a person is what's inside of his mind. And Akkodish brother looks inside and sees if he is a man who deserves to be elevated because he has exceptional thoughts, a different mindset than other people. The very wants the heart. Now, what that means? The heart. in Hebrew heart means mind. Hashem wants the mind. He wants everything. He wants you to do the right thing at all times. But the right thoughts are uppermost in the estimation of Hashem when he considers the greatness of a person. What are the thoughts? She ain't die. It's not enough for Hashem the deeds alone that the deed should be my servant. That's not enough. The is the heart, I me, the mind, should be pure to intend the true service. So therefore, when you do anything for a fellow Jew, if you do it, let's say, like a Gentile does to a fellow Gentile, it's not enough. You have to do it because you're doing a favor to somebody who is a special beloved to Hashem, who is called a child of Hashem. You're called Boney children of our college boy, it says opening the Torah. And when you do a favor to a fellow Jew with a out of love to Hashem, therefore you love his children, it's a different kind of entirely, although the act may be the same. Set that aside. Now, remember the word lay always means mine. The mind is the king over all parts of the body and he leads the entire body. If they cannot bring the mind itself to serve Hashem, the service of the limbs themselves is nothing. It's the mind that counts. He because all their limbs function only in conjunction with what their mind directs them. So therefore, if a person is doing things out of a special devotion to Hashem, the same raising of his hand, the same pacing of his foot, the same words he does like anyone else does, has an entirely different meaning. Omikor Koso Befeish is open plastic. To my son, give me your mind. Give me your mind. But once I have your mind, then I know that everything else will follow suit. Say so that, that's very you Sorry? It's very important to add that the Mesil Yisharim is only one of the implements that are necessary. But you'll never know exactly what's meant by serving Hashem with their mind unless you learn Jerusalem. That's the book of their mind, the duties of their minds. No safer can equal that. And no matter what is said to Mr. like the mechanism of elevating yourself step by step, and the importance of purifying the mind, what should your mind be thinking? There is a the place only in the You have to know that. Without it's impossible for a person to have a real picture what's expected over the mind that I call his Boreful Desires. Kuftas Pergizan Vedarke Kniya Satohoro The ways of acquiring this Attitude of Purity of Mind. The way to acquire this mido, is easy for those who already exerted themselves and they succeeded in attaining the degrees of perfection that were mentioned till now. Of course, it probably does not include us. However, we are going to imagine that we are climbing the ladder together with him, because we want to know about these higher degrees, because the knowledge itself is a perfection for us. is an achievement for us. But for those who labored to attain the previous meters, it will not be difficult if they want to go ahead and attain this one also. When a person will think and spend time meditating on the worthlessness of the pleasures of the world and things that are considered the good of the world, he thinks how worthless they are like you said above now I have to know what that means it doesn't refer to any deeds that are necessary for the maintenance of a person's health or a person's good spirits all these things are considered a mystery too however it speaks about a multitude of things that interest people that actually have no intrinsic value at all but people will not Understand that because they follow the crowd that indulges or desires all these things, and therefore a person must spend time studying the worthlessness of this and that until he becomes convinced how unimportant the things that the world desires really are. Yimaz bohem, he'll reject them. Elo yachshven, elohuiz. It's considered only for harmful things, for faults of the physical nature of a person who is lives in darkness and lives in coarseness. That's not describing most of the world. Most of the world lives in darkness and in coarseness. It means in physical things that are only pleasant to the imagination, and sometimes they're pleasant only because they're forbidden. And in most cases, there are things that because their multitude accepts them. And a person who is sunk in these things will not realize that. But when he spends time thinking, you'll see that they're really harmful. That they do not do any benefit, but they harm a person's physical existence, they harm his health, and they harm also the health of his mind. When it becomes true to him that there actually are losses and harms, it will certainly be easy to separate from them, to remove them from his mind as much as he will continue to recognize the worthlessness of the materialistic things and those forms of pleasures it'll become easier for him to cleanse his mind his thoughts and his mind not to turn to the yetzer at all not to listen to the inclination at all in any one of his deeds once he recognized that it's foolishness it's worthless and it's harmful he won't have an interest in it and it won't be a temptation to him in the physical things that he does he acts like somebody is forced to do them but not anymore let's say person has learned that eating is a valuable function to maintain one's health and he eats in a business-like way. The piece of bread, whatever it is, he shoes with pleasure in order that he should be able to digest it well. But when he starts looking at what other people put on the table, they start serving unnecessary things, he considers them a waste, not only of money and effort, he considers them harmful, and therefore he has no interest and won't be attracted to them at all. Set that aside. the Omnum, Above, he made a uh, division between the two subjects. The purity of the mind. Echol 1, in the physical these that a person does, to purify the mind in all the bodily functions or things that people do for the sake of the pleasures of the body. But another form of this purity explained above was in the my say, and the way that people serve Hashem. That's a different story entirely. And different kind of chashbenas are necessary there. So therefore, also, this study the meditation that's necessary to acquire this purity is two different kinds of meditations. Now, first I'll repeat what he said about the first one. (laughs) to purify his mind in the physical deeds of the body. He said above, The way is to continue Meditating, how worthlessness are the things of this world that people consider important, and all the pleasures of the world. Chumosha said about this. So, in order for a person to succeed in purity of mind in this realm, he should spend time thinking about how unimportant eating is outside of what's necessary to maintain his health how unimportant all the other activities of men are, running to affairs, for good times, uh, luxuries in the home, all the things that people consider important, and he considers them unimportant. That's his success in the physical things. Now, the second area. O letayah be Masa Dose, but to purify his mind in the deeds of the service of Hashem. Yarbe <speaking in foreign language> his al tarmi sar kavit He should increase his meditation on the falsehood of glory, of honor, and the deceptions of honor. Because people who are expending efforts on mitzvahs, on learning Torah and similar things are liable, they're prone to fall into the trap of redifesachave, they want glory for what they're doing, want recognition, and also it. They can become very conceited because when they do good things, so they don't, they tend to look down on everyone else, <coughs> and therefore, the service of Hashem is just as much a snare as physical pleasures or a snare for other people. And some people are ruined by these traps that are in Avedas Hashem. That's a Riva, and Gaivet. So therefore, is to accustom herself to flee from these things, from Kovit and also from Gaivet. He should accustom herself. They should practice it. And after a while, although at first, it wasn't sincere, he just did acts to show that he's not interested in the covet, but after a while it becomes part of his nature. I'll give a muscle. In Kelm, Abasim Azizil, when he said his didn't sit in front facing the Talmudim. He sat in the back seat and talked to them from behind. As if was one of the lowest in the whole base of Matters. Now of course that's superficial. And at first, nobody thinks he really means that. But after a while, it begins to enter the mind. Here I'm sitting in the back with the youngest of the Talmudin. And after a while, it helps to convince him. If he means that that should be his ultimate goal, he'll succeed. So people who try to make themselves inconspicuous, they don't sit in important places. They don't try to take important alias. Don't try to become... Recognized by the public. They avoid any mention of their good deeds by the public. So at first it may be just a uh, demonstration. But after a while, if they continue, it has an effect on them. Then he'll be purified when he does the service of Hashem from turning and thinking about praise of people. I share Yahulu but that the people might praise him. Now I don't know today, but in the olden days people praised for man. People praised Sadiqim. They praise anybody who did more than the Shura Sadin They praised people who could learn. And therefore there was a very big temptation for I Hashem to avoid the trap of covet and if he continues to try to avoid it, in addition to thinking about how unimportant and worthless it is, after a while he'll become purified of this meeting. The and his thought will turn only to his master. Whatever he does, he'll do only because of his master. I show he, he is our praise. It means, all we're interested in that Hashem should have a good opinion of us instead of spending our efforts in order to gain the praise of our fellow man, we'll put in efforts that Hashem should praise us. Because His praise is the only praise that counts. For who called to new ushlemus. That's all of our benefit and our perfection. That Hashem should have a high opinion of us. Like it says, I desire the of Hashem that's all I desire. I desire the favor of Hashem. The F and nothing else. The Who see he lost? He is your praise, and he is your Alekin. Now that means, when a person continues to think along these lines, he's doing a service in order that Hashem should look at him. Hashem should favor him. live so chayin Hashem. That's what he wants and he transfers all the ambitions that people ordinarily do because of others he transfers only in order that Hashem should look upon him and have a high regard for him say that now that's why by the call bonus it's constantly reiterated the tzor nchem you should sacrifice it in order Gains favor. Akshem should favor you. Yalu alvotsen misbehi. The favor that comes from offering at my altar. Hayem birut Life is all, only the favor of Hashem. And so when people train themselves little by little, I'm doing this, Hashem, in order to find favor in your eyes. That's the real goal of purity and Avedas Hashem. Among the acts that can help a person come to this quality of tahara which means purity of intentions when he's doing something that's when he is preparing himself beforehand to do something of service of mist or mistress. The same is also when you're about to do something in the physical sense, even eating. If in beforehand, he prepares himself for this function to be done in the proper mood with the proper thoughts, that (coughs) leads a person to success in having the right attitudes. I mean, if he sits down, let's say, to Daven without any previous intentions, at the time of Dharma, it's not so easy for him to summon his thoughts, his right intentions. But when he has before Dharma, even in a very small amount of time to apply his mind to what he's about to do, then when he starts it, he starts it with the right intention as much. Easier, it's a big help. Behind you, Shalom Yikonis Bikiyom HaMitzvah HaMitzvah He shouldn't suddenly answer into doing the Mitzvah. ain't died to Adayim Yusheva Salah but his mind did not yet settled. Let's say, to stand up Shavon to Mincha. Suddenly you doesn't Mincha. No. That's why you say Asheri first in order to get you in the frame of mind. Of course, that's if you're thinking what you're saying. Because Ashra speaks about how important it is to speak of the praises of Hashem, how important it is to recognize the benefits that Hashem does for you, and how Akadosh Baruch who repays those who trust in Him. That's what Asha speaks about. And so when you stand to so your mind is already in a certain frame. If you start, let's say you're talking to somebody. In the middle, you hear... You give a knock on the shoulder, and you stand for a listen. So, in the middle of your conversation, you didn't prepare your mind yet. But if you prepare your mind, the is able to consider what is right about to do, what is about to do. He should prepare himself for that. That's why we say, and many things, of course, it also becomes a habit and people don't think what they're saying. But you're thinking, I'm being prepared now to do this and this mitzvah. So now, when he's doing it, he's thinking about the purpose of fulfilling the mitzvah. Even Kriyishma. Shema Yisrael. It's important. Before I had to think, I want now to fulfill the mitzvah, the Araise, of saying Shema. Then he just bumped into it. You hear the shot say, Abechah Bamisho Ravah. You say, oh, Amen, Shema Yisrael, well, without thinking. No. Well, you're getting ready for it. In Ava Rabu, or in Ava Salem, you're thinking, I'm about to do the Mitzvah, the of and Sitzvah, the Mitzvah of Mention Yisrael Messiah. So while you're holding a Sitzvah in your hand, or while you're in that parashim, you're thinking now, by holding a Sitzvah, you're saying the parashim, you're thinking, I'm coming now to that Puzzah, that Puzzah, as a mitzvah, to say, once in the morning, once in the evening. So prepare yourself for that mitzvah. But you set it aside, until he's able to enter into the mitzvah with a certain amount of thought. That's a too. A chosn, just before it, he puts a ring on the hand of his collar while they're making the ceremony. And uh, singing. He's thinking, I am now getting ready to do a miss of the Torah, to be kadesh this Kara to be my wife. What should he do without thinking? That's an important occasion. a service of Hashem. So instead of just being confused and going along with the environment with all noise and music and excitement, as he's going to do his duty, he's thinking beforehand. Now what I'm going to do is a mitzvah. And the same with all mitzvahs. Take a little time to prepare your mind, and that causes tahara, purity of intention in the mitzvah. All you and then is able to think, what is it about to do? And also you can think, in whose presence he is going to do it. He's performing this in the presence of HaKodesh Baruch. That's why it says, Da! the to me, He's standing Take even a second, half second, to think before whom you're standing. For the king of the king of the kings, HaKodesh Baruch. Share becomes to be, and once he enters with this kind of meditation, KaLHU, easier for him to cast off the superficial intentions. And he can fix in his mind the true and acceptable intention. Now that's a very big thing. It's not a small difference. To do a thing without intending to do the Mitzvah, without intending to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and with a, one second of preparation, he transforms it in a midst of thoughts with proper intention. Say up here. <laughs> same is also, let's say he loving a in a certain place as he walks out with somebody outside asking for his document. So usually it's a response out of embarrassment or something. He hands him the money. But suppose before he goes there, he's thinking, I'm going to give whatever I give in order to do the mitzvah. You shouldn't close your hand against your poor brother. Mitzvah the Torah. No, you should give. That's a tremendous difference. Here you're giving it, yes, as an emotional reaction. Can't refuse it. But you're thinking beforehand, you're doing an important act of service of Hashem. But here you can see or Yishayim, how you show him has him to the ancient Hasidim waited a certain time, whether it means an hour or a time, before the Shmoneser. They spent time preparing their minds for the function of Shmoneser. And then they stood Shmoneser and davened. Why is that? Because they said, Why is that? In order that they should keep the intention of their mind during the evidence for Hashem. That's a tremendous achievement. If before you start showing you think, I'm going to serve Hashem with the Tvila Instead of just giving a bow down and diving into it. It doesn't mean you wasted a time, an hour or so that they waited before in idleness, no. Or on the tefile. they prepare their mind for the Tefillah that they of course it could be they did more than merely that maybe you think it. when I get let's say to the first Brochah I'll be very careful to say every word with kavanah. when I get to Shlach I'll think of any sins that I did and ask Hashem to forgive me when I come to murder I'll bow down and thank him for the success I had today I was healthy today I moved my bowels today. I made money today. Something you have to thank Hashem for. So you prepare themselves when they'll encounter those occasions in the thriller, they should utilize properly those occasions. But in addition, their mind was being prepared that they're coming to speak to Hashem and present their thanks to Him and their supplications to Him and thereby they pushed away from themselves any alien ideas or thoughts that enter their mind when a person died without any preparation. When we my of and they became full of the necessary fear and love of Asha. And that's accomplished by a little bit of preparation. Of course, they did a big preparation, shurachas. But we do even one second is a tremendous achievement. Very well did you prepare your heart when you spread out your hands to him see if you're spreading out your hands and asking Hashem for help or something still did you prepare your heart beforehand so you see that even when you're asking for something you should prepare your mind beforehand to think I'm asking of Hashem because he's the one who can do it no one else and so as a reward for the talking with trusting in Hashem you are going to get a more ready response from our Say that. What are the obstacles that you have to beware of when you are intending to acquire this midi of tahara or purity of intentions? He enumerates two: a lack. Of thinking about these matters we just mentioned, the heinous ignorance, foolishness, because when the mind is empty, you cannot have any kind of a but if he has preparation beforehand, or other times he thinks like you're learning, it's also a preparation. So when you put thoughts into your mind, and you gain attitudes that you're able to utilize, when you wish to do this uh, Hashem, so your mind calls on your re- on your reservoir of thoughts that you have as summons well of ideas. Otherwise, you never learn. Tell someone to think beforehand. What are you going to think? You don't know what to think about. you are thinking about serving Hashem? How grateful he is to Hashem. Is expressing his happiness that a uh, kodesh brother who chose him for this service. What a privilege it is to be able to serve Hashem. The reward of a mitzvah. And other great thoughts when a person has prepared in his mind it's easier for him to utilize some of the thoughts he has prepared and he can apply them to the mitzvah at hand. That's one. So the lack of ideas, the lack of thoughts, sickles, foolishness, that's one of the big obstacles to acquiring purity of motives but they have no motives. If they have motives they have purity of motives. And the second is satan how unimportant are pleasures. I mean this. I was talking about mistress. I was talking about doing things like eating. Eating in itself is a worthless kind of pleasure. Pleasure is only the moments in your mouth when you swallow it down, pleasure is all gone. So when a person thinks I'm not sitting and eating here merely for the pleasure, of course it's a mixture to enjoy your food, you'll digest it better, and you'll be able to serve Hashem if you have a healthier body. But your intention should be, I'm doing this to serve Hashem. Now that transforms an animal function into a service of Hashem. But the Tanugim itself is a worthless thing. Precious Tanugim to study how unimportant the pleasures are in themselves. Or if people do certain misfits or certain acts for the sake of ostentation, that others should look at them. In many cases, that's a motivation of people. So you should think of a deficit of how unworthy it is to run after cheap honor of people when if he would think about our Kodesh Borahu, the great glory is waiting for him Hashem, will applaud him. That's more important than if people applaud him. And a lack of preparation to So these are things he enumerated now. I'll say once more that will stop. Enumerated first, sikhless. There's a lack of thinking about these subjects. He has a lack of ideas to put into his mind as motives. The second is Prisist Tarnukin. When people think that fun is so important, entertainment is so important, eating, gourmet, uh, going out to restaurants, and it becomes in itself an important function in their life, that person is being misled by any false ideas, empty ideas. And he should gain an idea instead that the eating only for a purpose. Whatever else, all other pleasures are for a purpose. You can have the pleasures, but he you have the Shem Shemayim, and that changes them from a beastly function to a function of serving Hashem. Also, the deepest hakorah. Many things people do just for the sake of glory. person, let's say, is a chazan. And he's thinking, am I making a good impression on the people? Making a broche on the Torah. He's thinking, am I making a good impression with my brother? Is a good vegan? He's thinking these things. And so, the divas HaKovit is in exchange for the great glory that Hashem gives to those who think about Him. and the lack of preparation. And this we said before, even a second is a very big achievement. You prepare yourself for Shmonesah one second beforehand or any other mitzvah one second beforehand. Of course, if you want to give two seconds, you must grade it. So the preparation, the is a very big factor in acquiring the mitzvah. I just say like that; that's where we stopping. So the bottom paragraph again: Mapsidia The obstacles to this quality of the halo are as follows. The lack of putting his mind, or thinking, about these subjects that we mentioned. So, Sikhlus means, lack of understanding. I you explain. How can a person have purity of intentions There are no intentions. Intentions you must learn. You must have in your mind a reservoir of ideals, and when you are about to do something, in Avedis Hashem, for instance, you can draw on your reservoir for some idea. Let's say, because you studied the greatness of Hashem, that is evidence of the world, so when you want to do something, you're saying, thinking, I'm serving Hashem, who is so great in his wisdom, is profound, That has no end to the vastness of his wisdom. That's an idea, but you have to think about it beforehand. Or, if a person put in his head the idea how a Baruch Hu is kindly, is always causing people to recover from whatever trouble they have, is Boreh Refus, in their bodies people have, the chemistry that heals them, and there are all kinds of chemicals in plants, uh, trees that cause people to recover from illnesses, and nature itself, even the air itself that you breathe in, is a refuer, and therefore it thinks Hashem is always healing me, so therefore it's full of kindliness, and therefore when you say, go milchah, you're thinking these words, but a person never thought about it, So the words, doesn't mean anything to him. That's why you have to have information in your mind on which to draw in order to have higher motives or purity of motives. Otherwise, you have no motives. That's sicklos. That's lack of knowledge. And then, another, one of these obstacles in addition to lack of knowledge is prishusat hanugin to study how unimportant the pleasures that people pursue really are. That only momentarily, only functional, there's really nothing in them, there's no achievement, no lasting happiness from them, it's only imagination because people think from the distance that they're good, or only because they're forbidden many times. Only reason they seem to be so attractive is because they're forbidden. Also, Adivis HaKaveh pursuing recognition from people, wanting people to honor him, because the applause of people is to him more important than Akkad Ishmael who should applaud him, that a Akkad Ishmael who should approve of him. No, he wants people to approve of him. So what does it mean if germs in the carpet would applaud us? Would we think that the applause of a million germs in the carpet mean anything to us? And that's how I call this brother whose approval is more important than what all the world approves of you. Umir And also a lack of preparing oneself to the Aveda. When a person prepares himself beforehand and is thinking what he's about to do, he's able to think of certain motives, certain ideals for which he's doing the Aveda. But he does it suddenly without any preparation, so the Aveda is done without any thought. Now, these are the things he mentioned above. These a mafsidim, obstacle. I'll repeat once more briefly. One is sikhlus, lack of ideas in the mind. Secondly, not understanding how unimportant the pleasures that people pursue are. Third, pursuing honor, applause from people. Fourth, miyutachonon, a lack of preparation to when you're about to start the abaydah. Say to here. Once more, of these four, the lack of ideas, not understanding how unimportant are the pleasures that people pursue. Third, pursuing recognition from human beings. And fourth, a lack of preparation when you're about to go into an avoider. The first two, that's lack of ideas and not understanding how unimportant the pleasures are. They persuade the mind. The person has no ideas, so his mind is persuaded. And his mind is attracted to ulterior motives. Since he doesn't have any real motives, he has no ideas, and he doesn't understand how low the unimportant the pleasures are, so the mere fact that his absence of good ideas, will leave a vacuum, and unimportant motivation will enter his mind. He'll do things only because he hopes to get favors, to get recognition, and he thinks the pleasures that he's going to get, the imaginary pleasures of this world, that will be his compensation. So something has to come into his mind if he doesn't have the best form of motivation that could have come in if he had supplied his mind previously with ideas. It's like an immoral woman. She has a husband, but because she's silly, so she stands on the street, and she starts up, she flirts with passersby, by starts conversations with other men. Instead of a husband, she wants to take strangers. So here also a person who doesn't have the perfect ideals in his mind, so his mind starts wandering off after substitutes and silly other things that the world considers worth thinking about, but actually if he had good ideas. He despised what the world thinks about. Set that aside. The alien ideas are cause are called immorality of the hearts. It's a form of loose. Because a person doesn't have good ideas, so he strays away after false ideas. is <laughs> written, You shouldn't look after your thoughts and after your eyes. Now, zonim, like a word is loose. You're straying your way is loose. So it means, instead of the great ideals to which we are wedded, Jews are married to great ideals, so they forsake them, and their minds become empty with substitutes, which is called it's called znus The the boy, he goes away. His mind strays away from the perfect viewpoint that he should have had to tie him to these great ideals if he had a perfect viewpoint he'd be bound to the great ideals but since he doesn't have that viewpoint so he strays El HaVolim to foolishness the diemiei and imaginary things false imaginary things miyut and the lack of preparation when a person doesn't prepare himself before him to do the Aveda, he does it suddenly. It causes the natural foolishness, which comes because of a person's physical makeup. The physical makeup naturally causes people to think of things that are not important. If he didn't have the right preparation, let's say, man and Shabbos. So he's thinking about Kiddush. He's thinking about eating a meal that's in his mind let's say it's not the worst thing I'll give an example because he doesn't know the importance of what he's about to do right now when he's saying Musa, he's making great declarations of Emunah and how Kodesh Baruch Hu is bestowing great happiness upon us with Shabbos and you have to study the gift of Shabbos which is explained in the Tiller but right now he doesn't have these thoughts in his mind so something comes in his mind so naturally he thinks about you're going to eat today He's going, what, what will be, there are on the menu when he gets home. So these thoughts, although they're not simple thoughts, but they're empty thoughts, and he cannot take the place of the great ideals he was supposed to entertain in his mind while he's saying Muslim. You cannot divorce his mind from these thoughts, unless there's something better that was there already. And he calls it, To befoul the service with this wrong kind of aura, wrong atmosphere. Now, it's telling us if a person is serving Hashem with ideas that don't pertain to Hashem's service, and sometimes it may be contrary to the service of Hashem, so that man is causing a gift to Hashem to be befouled. Let's say he brought a beautiful offering, but the offering was covered with dirt, with rotten things, and made it smell bad. So even the most expensive and costly offering loses its wish value. So even though Musaf, let's say, Shabbos, is so important and valuable, but if his mind is full of silly ideas while they're saying Musaf, then that man is befouling the Aveda Say that aside. We begin the next degree higher on the ladder of perfection. By the way, it was mentioned many times already, don't be discouraged that it's taking us up so high even though we're not actually becoming all these things he's telling us to be but at the same time the ideas that we're learning are certainly making a transformation in our minds no question even if you look at a great man a great Sadiq even you cannot participate in all the ideas that he has but still you are sure you change you are a different person by going to the experience or looking at him and watching the way he does things. Now, the next is Hasidus. Just one word before we start, and we'll come in handy next time. Hasidus is something new entirely. Hasidus means inventing, inventing new ways to serve Hashem that are not commanded upon us. And that, he says, needs a great preparation because it could cause also harm. When people who are not properly grounded in the principles try to invent new ways of serving Hashem, they go in the wrong direction. But the tzaddikim do things that are entirely novel, that most people never thought about them. Of course, after we learn that the tzaddikim did them, so it seems to us, yes, all right, why not? It belongs in Hasidus. But before they did it, now I'll give an example, that's one little example before, before we start. When Eliezer Ered Avram came to Padan Arom to look for a wife, so he wanted a test to see which is the proper girl to marry, to be married to his master son Yisra. And so he put a test when Rivke came out with a jug of water on the shoulder the test was, if I'll ask her for water to drink, what will be her response? Will she do something out of the ordinary? She did. First of all, she said, drink, my master. And she lowered the pitcher herself on her shoulder to give him to drink. And then she volunteered to give water to his camels. Now, a camel drinks a great deal of water. And she didn't allow his men to to draw any water. She herself drank water for the camel, and she ran back and forth, exactly like an insane girl. Back and forth, pouring water, and these able-bodied men were watching her. They're capable of doing it themselves, these able-bodied men. But they're watching her, and she was like him a shuganah. Back and forth, drawing water, pouring it. That's called Hasidus. Something we're not commanded to do. She wanted to have the privilege of doing Hachmasas Ochim, hospitality to strangers. And she did it in such an extraordinary way that she was chosen because of that. That's called Hasidis. Now, if somebody else would do it, it would look insane. And we would belittle them, we'd ridicule them. Only our Kurdish who saw through the eyes of Eleazar, who was also a great man, that that's a sign of greatness. The same as Avraham Avinu, when the guests came, he got up and ran to meet them, and he fell down on the ground and begged them not to go away, for they should accept hospitality from him. Now that seems crazy. He's an important personality of Ramavina. He's A wealthy man, He's a general, who was successful in many things. He was honored by everybody called the al And still, just because he wanted visitors to partake of his hospitality, he ran and fell down on the ground and begged them, please come and partake what I'm going to give you. Now that would be crazy to us. That's why it says in Tanach, the man of spirit is insane, according to other people. Just like today, Hachim is a fanatic. Anybody who is devoted to Hashem in ways that you're not accustomed to is a fanatic. And therefore, Hasidus is doing things, inventing ideas or serving Hashem in ways that people didn't do before. He said that's a very important subject. You must study it carefully. Otherwise, when people set out to become Hasidim, they're not prepared, they can do much more harm than good. And we'll start that subject later tomorrow. Although all the previous degrees of perfection that could be attained by climbing the ladder, as he mentioned before, also require intellect, mach. fact is the very first one To. The first one is the hearers and Todo is necessary to come to zero so you see a need intellect. But now when we come to subject, the subject of chassidus its most urgent of all Inter- knowledge information, and also thinking, meditation, are most necessary when it comes to this meter of Hasidus. And the idea is as follows, because Hasidus means doing things that are not specified by the haloha or are not practiced by people. Volunteering to do something New in the service of Hashem. Now that is really a best sign of a sincere person. Because when one does only what's required of him, or what everybody else is accustomed to do, it doesn't prove the greatness, the generosity of his soul. But when a person thinks originally of new things to do to serve Hashem, then that's called Hasidus that's a special sign of greatness of character and our Kodesh Baruch Hu recognizes him above other people however there's a very great danger when those who are not qualified to invent new ways of doing things they'll go off in the wrong direction and they can cause very much harm and that's why Hasidus since it's going off the beaten path of the practices of the people in general Requires more knowledge and also more study and carefulness. Now we begin the subject. This quality of Hasidus requires a great explanation. Now once more, as I said many times, even though we're not going to become Hasidim, we won't climb up the ladder and perform everything that he tells us to do. Nevertheless, we'll climb together with him intellectually. And by studying these things, our mind opens up, and we gain an idea what could be Hasidism. It influences us too. Although we don't become Hasidim, but they have a very big influence on us to study this. Now he explains it needs a big or a great explanation. <laughs> the many customers, and many practices, that are followed among a number of people and are named with the title of Hasidus, which he doesn't recognize as Hasidus. The only outward forms of Hasidus. Gödel means an unfinished shape. It's not completely sculptured. It's just like you make a head out of a glob of clay. It's not a head yet. And so their chassidus is just a gulam. It's a rough shape of chassidus, but it's not chassidus. Without any shape, without any perfect form, and without a full perfection of character. And how could this happen, that people make such an error? is lacked of thinking into the subject and also haskola and lack of true knowledge. scholar means true knowledge and understanding. So when people want to be Hasidim, without the proper preparation, they do things that they may think are exceptional things, when actually they are not in the direction of our of his will. I share the Bali Ami the the people of those leaders must have, means of see this must have Iyun and haskala. Iyun means looking into the matter and thinking about it. You have to spend time thinking about it. And you need haskala. You need training. You need ideas, development of the mind, in order to know in which direction one should go. He wants to go beyond the view. Sometimes he'll be walking in the opposite direction. First after to here. By the torahu, they did not labor on this yago and he did not put in any effort, as Dela Hashem, brur to know the way of Hashem with a clear and correct knowledge. The Hashem means to know how Kodish Borhu wants people to do, not in the matters that are clearly delineated in the Torah and the halacha. But there's so many things that come up in life for which there's no sif, there's no paragraph, there's no halacha that you can cite. It's a matter of using your own judgment. And that requires a knowledge of Dzadah Hashem. What does Hashem want you to do in such a situation? the whole whole behold, they made themselves chassidim, and they walked, Bameshi is dam Whatever occurs to their mind and their first thoughts, without thinking over again and again. The first thought that occurs to their mind that this is, Hasidus, that they will follow. They didn't look deeply into these matters, and they didn't weigh it on the scales of wisdom. Say that inside these people cause an unpleasant odor about Hasidus in their eyes over the multitude of people and even the better ones so you may say the multitude are ready to find faults in extremists but maybe the must them the more intellectual from Jews will appreciate that no even the intellectual ones do not favor this form of superficial Hasidus. so therefore they begin to think Hasidus depends on foolish acts Or things, Hevel means worthless things, or things that are against reason, against a proper understanding. And therefore it comes now into such a situation that people think that Chesidus is actually something that's not sensible. It's silly. Because the people are doing things in such a way that they cause disfavor on the whole subject of Chesidus. <laughs> and people begin to think that the tarah depends only on saying many prayers. <speaking in Hebrew> and long viduyim. In some sidon they printed a big viduy where you can say very, very many things in the confession to them and think of all the possible sins that you might have done, and when others look on and see this, they think that's all it is. That's what Hasidus consists of. goes a great bowing down, like shaking back and forth, swaying violently, back and forth from side to side, and you get the idea that these people are investing their efforts and useless things because what does that accomplish? And also strange forms of self affliction. by a man could kill himself by that, doing certain things. like rolling themselves in ice in the snow. There are people who roll themselves in snow to show their piety. The truth is, there always are some ignorant people who admire that. And they think that these are really Kshadoshim. But among the intellectual Jews, they look down on them and they say, what is he accomplishing with that? All he's doing is making himself sick, he might get pneumonia, and no mischief for a person to ruin his health. Shiksas or Elusrichumra Balitishva, they didn't know that although some of these things may be necessary for Balitsuva, like sometimes saying certain confessions, sometimes certain self denial, self affliction in a minor scale, sometimes are necessary. Uksosom ruyem leprushim, and some of them are fits for people who separate from the pleasures of this world, in order to learn self-control, these, these things are not entirely ridiculous, because in, in a certain sense they are sometimes useful. However, he lo al But the Hasidus is not found on these things at all. They are not Hasidus. ha toiv the best of these practices need not all of them but the best forms of these practices sometimes they are fit to accompany the practice of Hasidus but they're not Hasidus let's say if a personal fast fasting is not Hasidus Hasidus is a matter of the intellect however sometimes a fast is in order as an accompaniment to the achievements of the mind which Hasidis requires. But only as an accompaniment, but the affliction of the body in itself is certainly not Hasid. Sarah and inside. Before we go on, we should recognise as a difference between Sadik and Chosid. To be a Sadik it does not require very great intelligence. To be a chosid it does. Now explain ach who But the essence of Sidis itself is something that's very deep. In order to understand it properly, The Himayusid Al yoseides chokma rabo is founded on the foundation of great wisdom, betikun An and extreme perfection of deeds. Of course, even that what does that mean? Extreme perfection of deeds. We'll soon see. And that form of perfection, every wise person is expected to pursue this kind of achievement. Achievements of perfection of my sin. Now the perfection of mycen, however, depends on Khochmarabo. So what is considered perfection of mycen? Which deeds or which directions, that I call this, indicate that this is his biggest interest. I give a muscle. When we see in the Torah how much space is devoted to relations between people and a fellow man, so we begin to understand that the way you behave to your fellow man that's one of the most important Goals of our Kodesh Baruch. And therefore, if in such thing you do beyond what the Din requires, that Hasidus is going in the proper direction. For instance, also, we see that our Kodesh Barahu wants perfection of the mind. People should gain information, knowledge, Torah. So therefore, those who pursue more understanding of Torah, these are doing what I call the shborohu, considers proper, and the chassidus in that direction, shaping the mind, yes, that's also called proper chassidus. So we have to see in which direction Hashem wants us to go, but you have to study that. And you have to be capable of coming to... No part of this lecture may be reproduced in any form, even for personal use.